Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you, and God, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. Lord, I pray that you meet with us during the Sunday school hour. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, Hebrews chapter number 5, and let's look at verse number 11. All right, we'll actually look at verse number 10. Miss Tracy, if you will, let's start one verse up from where we need to be. How many of y'all remember we've been talking about this? We're reconciling the Old Testament with the New Testament and in doing so, because uh, we have to reconcile this Messiah, all right? This is, this is the writer. He's trying to reconcile the Messiah to these Jewish believers, all right? Uh, they're starting to doubt. They're, they're wavering from what they've been taught. And uh, they're trying to go back to the old law because they're having an issue with how do I reconcile? How, do I, how does the Old Testament and the New Testament connect? All right, And so the writer here is trying to show us. And he's trying to show us, he's shown us that Jesus is all God. He's shown us that Jesus is all man. He showed us what Jesus has accomplished and what he has done. But here, you remember in chapter number five, we ended last week. And we, we, I think we've touched on it the last two weeks. But we talked about Jesus being the high priest after the order of Mechazeldeck, all right? And so uh, uh, he, he explains Jesus Christ as being the high priest, and he says that he's a high priest, but his, he's a high priest after the order of Mechazeldeck. He had to do that because the Jews naturally would say, well, he's not from Aaron. He's not from the family of Aaron. How can he be a high priest? Because according to the law, only Levites could be priests, and only the family uh, from, from Kohath, and that family being Aaron could be the high priest, all right? So how do you reconcile Jesus Christ as being the high priest when he's not of Aaron's family? You do that, you have to go back, and he did. He went back and he said he's after the order of Melchizedek. Now to look at it from Melchizedek, we just talked about it briefly, but God ordained uh, Melchizedek. God's the one that ordained Aaron. And so what the Bible writer is trying to show us here, the writer here in the book of Hebrews, is that it is not any different than the way God did things with Aaron. God, before Aaron, God ordained Melchizedek. And now, after Aaron, after the law, God has ordained his son, Jesus Christ. And so it was really no different, all right? But... He's not going to get into this conversation until chapter number 7, and we'll look at it even more in chapter number 7. Now, let's go to verse number 11, and we'll find out why he's not going to get into this conversation just yet. The Bible says, of whom we have many things to say. All right, once again, this is Melchizedek, but it won't be said, or, or being after the order of Melchizedek, it won't be said until chapter 7. So of whom we have many things to say is a reference to, we will talk about Melchizedek, but it's going to be in the future, okay? We have many things to say, but it's not going to be right now, all right? And why not? And hard to be uttered, seeing you are, ye are dull of hearing. <laughs> Is everybody all right? Uh, this doesn't mean that they can't hear good, all right? Is everybody with me? Brooke bought me, brought me a red owl. She's my favorite church member. Just thought I'd let y'all know, all right? Hey, y'all stay with me. Mm. She's a blessing. All right, so of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. This is not an ear issue. This is a heart issue. 
Okay, is everybody with me? All right, so what the writer is saying here is I've got a lot of things to teach you, <laughs> but, and, and they're hard things for you to understand, considering that your heart's hard. Is everybody with me? All right, I need somebody to help me now. Y'all with me? Y'all understand what I'm saying? This is where a lot of Christians are today. We come to church and we hear with our ears, but we don't hear with our heart. Verse number 12, don't get mad at me, all right? It's not time to get mad at the preacher. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. He's saying this. He's saying you are of the age and the maturity that you should be able to handle me talking about McKessel Day. But because your heart is not where it needs to be and you're dull of hearing, not here, but here, he says, I can't tell you these things. He says, because you have need that I teach you when you should already have. I need, is everybody all right? Now, let, let, I, want to dis, I want to have a discussion this morning, and it is scary, all right? Because I know some of y'all, it's really scary. But here he says, let me read. We're going to finish the chapter because there ain't but two more verses. But we're going to have a discussion about this, all right? So he says, he said, I want you to understand what this verse is saying. He's saying, you have been saved long enough that you should be teaching others. Uh, yet you have not matured enough. And I'm still having to teach you. And he says, and I've not been able to, I've not been able to go into deeper things. I'm still having to teach you the first principles of the oracles of God. Is everybody all right? Verse number 13. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful. In the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. All right? Everybody, are we soaking it in? This literally means in context here, for he has become a babe. In other words, this person was saved, and while they should be maturing, they're still where they were. They, it's almost as if they've become a babe. All right? Verse number 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, those that are mature, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. What does that mean? Somebody help me. Exercise. Uh, their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. What is good and evil in context right here? Does anybody know? Right and wrong? Somebody else? Anybody else? Do what now? All right, yep. Yeah, good, good and bad, good and bad on, on that. Anybody else? There's nothing wrong with that, but this is not what that means. Okay, so good and bad, we have a conscience that tells us what's good and bad. Can I get a witness right there? We have a conscience that tells us what is good 
and what is bad. In the context here, he's talking about a doctrine. In other words, they're able to discern what's good doctrine and what's bad. He's saying that when you're stuck as a babe, you can't make that discernment. You can't make that decision. You can't see. Is everybody with me? And so you end up being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And so he's trying to explain to them the importance that they begin to mature beyond being a babe. Why? So that they can discern. So they can use every spiritual sense that they have to discern what's good and proper doctrine versus what's not. Okay, is everybody with me? Because they're being told, hey, they're being told there's no way this Jesus can be the high priest. There's no way this Jesus can be the Messiah. There's no way. And so he's telling them, you are still babes in the sense that you're not able to handle the truth. You can't discern the truth. And so I'm having to treat you as if you just got saved when you should be teaching others. So the discussion that I wanted to have this morning and that I want to talk to all of us about, we're not going to go into chapter number six. I'm just going to set it and we're just, we're set it and forget it. We're not going into chapter number six. All right. Here's the question. At what age, and this is the discussion, don't get all scared on me. At what age do you think a Christian should be teaching others. And I'm talking about, I ain't talking about uh, how old you are. I'm talking about from salvation to being able to open scripture and teach an individual. Now, let me say this. In context here, this is not teaching a class. He's not talking to them about teaching, being able to teach Bible college. So, so don't, think, don't think we're talking about this higher learning that's going to take years and years to accomplish. You know, he, he's literally just talking about being able to teach the first principles of the oracles of God. Talk to me. Every, no, nobody has a wrong answer except probably Brother Jim, all right? Everybody else, I'm just messing with you. Everybody else, everybody else, let's just talk about it just for a moment. Let's get through this. Let's don't get mad at me, all right? But let's, let's really, let's really think about just a few verses that we've read and talk about it for just a moment. You get saved. How long? Should it be before you are able to teach others? Five seconds. Five seconds. I like that. All right. Praise the Lord. Hey, anybody? Okay. All right. How long does that take? This is what I'm asking. How long it takes as long as it takes. All right. Yes, sir.
Right, right. Yeah, and, and I agree with you 100%. That is when we know somebody's mature, all right? But what I'm asking is, give me a time frame on that. And I hear well, we, it, it's different, and it is different for everybody. But, but let's, let's kind of narrow it down to something, all right? Let's, let's not shoot out there. Just tell you that, to say that it's different for everybody and it's just whenever somebody comes to understanding, then that's saying that we're no different than they are, right? Hold on just a minute, Brother Jim, right? That's saying that we're no different than what they are. That means that, hey, if it takes 12, 12 years, 15 years, 20 years, we'll, you know, eventually we'll get there. So, so let's narrow it down. What, what do you think? What do you think is a good number from when I got saved to when I ought to be pretty mature to know right from wrong doctrinally? What you got, Brother Jim? When they're able to eat meat? No, that's, that's once again, that's, that's not really given a, a, a time frame. Yes, sir. When you're excited enough to share what you already know with somebody that Right, and I agree with that, but that should be done when? Five seconds. Yeah, that should be done five seconds. So that's not really, that's not really the maturing part of it. That is, a, that is, you are, you're very right. It is something that ought to happen immediately. Yes, ma'am. When you graduate from Bible college. That's a good one. That's a good one. She's in Bible college. <laughs> and, and that's the question. It's, it's like, how long does it take? It's different for every person. But what I'm getting at is how long, yes, sir. Boy, that's good. So it's almost like immediately because as you're teaching others to grow, then that's helping you feel to get to the level that it's the final, it's the final stage of learning. Is everybody hearing what I'm saying? The final stage of learning is teaching somebody else. That's exactly what he was saying. That is the final stage of learning. I mean, you 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 want to finish out and learn. The final stage of that is teaching somebody else what you know. All right, you learn, you learn, you learn. The final, the the final stage, is teaching somebody else. All right. There was another hand, Jackson. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah, he's different now. <laughs> he's different. He's a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute, y'all. Go ahead. His That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Five seconds. I'm with Brother Dan, man. You get saved and you, hey, you want, you should want to tell somebody about Jesus, all right? Um, I'm going to jump on what he said, all right? Can I do that? He said, okay, Paul got saved on Damascus and he started, he began or whatever. 
But he said he didn't have everything at that time. Guess, guess how long it took Paul? Anybody know? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Well, he never apprehended. But he, he, he was, we, we'd have to say he was mature, though. Right, so I mean, why, why, we couldn't say that he never matured. Uh, uh, he never apprehended everything, and you're not. You're not going to learn everything. But Paul, the Bible says that Paul took three years in the desert. Three years. You brought up that the disciples were three and a half years with Jesus. Wouldn't you think, come on now, y'all help me. Wouldn't you think, she says, when we finished Bible college. What, what, and I'm not, I'm just saying, when you get saved, would you think that three years of learning would get you to a place where you should be mature? Yes, sir. You don't, and that's it. You don't, you don't, you don't. And, and, but you have to know enough that your spiritual senses recognize when something is fake. Can I get a witness right there? Yes, sir. Also, I think when you're telling somebody, you're sharing your testimony with somebody, you can tell them right up, right from the beginning. I don't know it all. Oh, absolutely. And should. Exactly. You should. Yeah, you should. I think that's a very, being transparent and honest about that, you, you have to say that. Yes, sir. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong answer. What I'm saying is, is that how many people have sat in the church services, how many people have sat on a church pew for 10, 15, 20 years and still hadn't matured? Now, we can say, uh, 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 we can say that you know, well, everybody's in their own time, but what about the guy that sat in church for 40 years and have never matured to a place of teaching somebody? Hold on, brother. I got to get my set up. Right. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Can I, hold on just a minute before we do this. We, man, we might have to cancel eleven o'clock service. All right. So, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with a teacher right here. All right. I'm gonna deal with a teacher. I deal with somebody. I, I want to ask you, what do we do? What in the school system? What What do we do to make sure? that those kids mature, learn what they need to learn, and, and go beyond that. What do we do? Talk, talk to me. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. Right. Right. Let me ask you this. Can I say this? There's accountability. Okay. There's accountability in that, right? I need somebody to help me. 
There's accountability. When you go to school, there's accountability. You take a test. If you don't pass that test, you don't go any farther until you learn what that test was on that test. Then once you pass that test, you go to the next test, right? So there's accountability in that, which we don't have in Christianity. All right, hold on. I got people here. I got hands everywhere. All right, so I got a hand up in the booth. Talk to me, Miss Tracy. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, all right. I seen one more hand before Brother Dan. Who was it? All right, Brother Dan, what you got? Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Being excited because you're just getting it and having the courage to share it after you've spent a lifetime learning it. Right. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. All right. What's that? No, I don't think so. I, I think courage is one of those things. It's not conviction. It, courage is one of them things. I, and, and I've learned this. How many of y'all ever? How many of y'all ever jumped off a train trestle? Anybody else? Bunch of sissies, all right? Y'all ain't lived until you've done something like that, all right? We did crazy stuff growing up. Y'all bunch of sissies. That's why we have participation trophies now, all right? I, I, I can remember. I can remember standing up on the train trestle over the river. And I can remember I, I was a little old thing, too. And I can remember my parents. This is how dumb my parents were. They sat down there and were like, hurry up, do it. <laughs> of course, there was alcohol involved, all right? But anyhow... So we're up there on this train trestle, and I've done it a bunch of times, all right? I've done it, I, I've done it as an adult. I've done it about three or four years ago out at Lake Sinclair. I climbed up there with Kenley Touchton, and I was like, I said, let's go jump off the train. There we go. We go climb up the train, and we jumped off of it into the lake, all right? But anyhow, I, I, uh, it's one of those things when you're up there, stay with me. When you're up there, you're like, I need somebody to help me. As a youngin, you're standing up there and you're like, oh my goodness. And they're all yelling at you, quit being a sissy and jump. And your mom and daddy's down there and they're drunk. And they're like, hurry up, we gotta go. You know, is everybody all right? And your heart's just a beating and everything else and you finally get enough courage. Stay with me, because that's what we're talking about is courage. You finally get enough courage and you step off of that thing or you jump off of that thing, right? And you hit the water. And you go under and you come back up and everything is good. Come on, I need somebody to help me. Now what do you do? You go run back up there and do it again. Right? I mean, hey, if I can do it one time and I didn't get hurt, I ain't going to get hurt the second time. So here we go. We run back up there, climb back up the track, get back up there. And this time, we ain't sitting up there going. This time we're like, move out the way. And your parents are like, come on, let's go. And you're running back up there. You done done it about four or five times before you finally climb in the boat and you go somewhere else. Because you, once you do it and you realize, hey, it ain't near as bad as I thought it was. Now all of a sudden, hey, I'm, I was 40-something years old. Kenley said, let's jump off of the, let's jump off of the train trust. I'm like, let's do it. Is everybody all right? 
because I learned at an early age. Now, don't, don't take your kids out there and drink and tell them to jump off the train truck. So I'm just telling you, I'm just giving you an illustration of how once you do something, once you get over that fear, once you get over that boundary, then all of a sudden it's like, man, I can't, I can't do this enough. That's right. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yes, sir. I think you have to examine yourself on that. I think we also have to understand that Paul, you remember Paul made this distinction in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3 and he called them carnal. And he wasn't meaning that they were wicked and vile and doing all these crazy things. He's just saying, you've not committed to going to the next level. And so we really have to evaluate that thing. This is what I wanted to do this morning. Is I, wanted to, I wanted you to hear yourself. I wanted you to talk it through. What's that number? It's different for everybody. I agree. All right. But at some point, can we say you should be mature enough? It shouldn't be a lifelong thing. At some point, you should be mature enough. No, you, you, you're not going to be able to sit in the temple like Jesus did <laughs> and, 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 and question everybody and this side and the other. But let me ask you this. How many of you know, how many of you know that we're all born sinners? Everybody listen to me now. How many of you know that we're all born sinners? If you, if you do, raise your hand. It's okay. So we're all born sinners. How many of you could teach that to somebody? All right. How, how many of you could teach it to somebody? All right. So we're all born sinners. All right. And we cannot save ourselves. How many of you agree with that? Can you teach that? Yep. Come on, y'all. Hey, there's a Savior that died for us. Can you teach that? Yep. What's his name? Jesus. All right. When did he die? When did he die? 2,000 years ago. How did he die? On a cross. All right. He bore our sins on that cross. Right. Can you teach that? Can you tell somebody about that? All right. So we, we, we have a basic. This is what I wanted to show you. You already have a basic understanding of the first principles of the oracles of God. And so now, listen, now we look at that thing and we say, you know what? Maybe I have matured a little bit more than what I, I think. Y'all stay. Come on, help me, right? Because you've sat there and fooled yourself into believing that you can't tell somebody else about Jesus and you can't explain the cross and you can't explain these things, but yet you all just told me that you could do it. So you're farther along than what you think, all right? And, and, and you're gaining knowledge, but we have to put it to practice. Do what, brother? Can and will are two different things. So we have to put it to practice. Yes, sir, we're going to have to quit because we, we really do need to let people in. They are. That's good. That's good. Let me throw this out there. God has not given us the spirit of fear. And so if we have fear, it's not from God. Yes, sir.
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. You'll talk yourself out. Yeah. That's good, Shield. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Let me give an example of this real quick, and <laughs> we'll get out of here at 1130, all right? But <clears throat> anyhow, I, I, when I'm up there at this conference, I get asked to be on a panel, all right? Every year they ask me to be on a panel, and they put me up there with a guy that writes books. They put me up there with another guy with, with, other, with evangelists. I think there's three pastors. Jason Holly's one of them. And then they have me sitting down there at the end, all right? I get up there, and everybody, they'll ask questions, and these guys will give the most intellectual answers, don't they, Jesse? I mean, we're talking about this and that, that, that. Anyhow, one of the preachers that was sitting on the panel come to me, and he said this. He said, Brother Robbie, he said, every time you answer a question, he said, these other guys, they go to talking, and he says, I'm just lost. I can't understand anything they're saying. They try to get too intellectual, and I can't understand anything. This is a preacher telling me this. He sit, he's one that's sitting on the panel. And he says, every time you go to answer the question, he says, I, my heart literally says, now I'm going to be able to understand what's being said. Stay with me. And this is what he was saying. Because there's a lot of times they'll ask me a question and, and these guys can attest. I'll say, I don't have the answers to that. But this is what I know principles from the Bible that'll help us get through it. Why? I'm being transparent. I'm just saying we don't have all the answers. We don't. We don't have all the answers. But at the same time, we must be willing to step off of the trussle. And if we don't have the answer, we don't have the answer. All right? Is everybody good? We got to get out of here. All right? Y'all got, got to go pee because if you don't, you'll be peeing three times while I'm pre preaching. All right? All right. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. God, thank you for Sunday school. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.